Hello beautiful people, what's good? How are you doing? How is the break coming? I really love to know what new skill you've learned. I would love to know what new thing you've done, what you've invented, what you've come up with. You know, I'd love to know what's going on with you. This break period, or this break rather. If you think about it, yeah, the break is actually needed. Most of us spend two, four, seven working. We don't have me times. We don't have isolation times, like personal isolation times. We are always working. We're working round the clock. We don't have times where we just, you know, leave everybody else and just go into our inner rooms and just remain there for like a day or two, just reminiscing and, you know, going through, like, do some checks and balances and, you know, look at what's going on in your life and everything. We don't have that time. We're so busy, we're so engaged. We don't have time for family. We don't have time for um, our personal needs. We don't have time for our emotional needs. We don't have time for spiritual growth. So if you look at it, uh, if, uh, if you ask me, honestly, this time is, it was needed. It was needed. So I think God, <laughs> God just answered some people's prayers, honestly was needed where you sit down and then you go through like you do some checks and balances on your life and what's been going on with you and you know try to grow yourself and everything now uh, I know most of what I'm saying right now is not even entering some people's heads because (laughs) we are scared many of us are so scared of of coronavirus so scared so scared I mean we we don't know what the future holds for us we don't know <laughs> some people some people say that some people are saying that the end of the world is here um, like they're like is this how they're going to die um, so they are not even give they're not giving birth to their first child and they're already dying, you know things like that. And I'm like, okay, guys, calm down. It's not that bad. It's it's it's, it's, it's not. I don't think it's as. Uh, I know it's coronavirus is a bad thing. Yes, but I mean, okay, okay. You don't have to be scared of it. Um, as long as you know who you are, you know what you carry you know that you're for christ you know that you're for god except you're not but as long as you are i don't see the need for you to be scared i was speaking with a friend i was speaking with a friend for uh some days ago and he told me about how um this guy this guy came from UK. Okay, he came over to see them, and 
and then um <laughs> and then the family you know got to talk to the guy and everything and then the next day mommy was sick ah bruh what's going on <coughs> they took mommy to the hospital they said it was just malaria and everything they said okay no problem but when she came home she was still coughing it was persistent and everything and everybody was like ah are you sure it's not what we are thinking the next day he went to work the next day he got a call that ah daddy is sick what happened to him he's coughing ah this is serious so when he got to the house because of the fear he just naturally started coughing <laughs> and started feeling some kind of way and feeling like ah, he has gotten the virus he called me i was like ah i've gotten this virus like it is over <laughs> and i'm like brah it's not that bad i mean i already i already have this belief right that i've prayed i've talked to god and i believe that nobody connected to me would have anything to do with the virus would get in contact with the virus not because i am anything but because of the god i serve okay he's a god that can do that kind of wonders he's a god that can do that kind of miracles that is not going to take him anything it's not going to take off a anything from him okay so i i just i just gave him some bible passage some bible passages and i was like don't worry bro you'll be fine you'll be fine <laughs> and then everything was okay uh we haven't spoken on the coronavirus matter since then so but i think i would i'll talk to him later and to find out how far <laughs> Okay, it's actually natural if you if you check it, it's normal. Even something happened to me this evening. All right, okay, today was Sunday. Um, I I went round like greeting people today, my old friends and everything, and most of them came from school and all that. So. I went about greeting them, uh, shaking them, I hugged them, everything. And when I got home this evening, I don't know what happened to me. I just started coughing. No, I coughed just once. And then my chest started doing like some, I started feeling some kind of way. And I'm like, ah, bruh, what's going on? So I don't know what's happened i just allowed um fear i allowed fear to set in which 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 i wasn't supposed to but then i remembered um this i remember this verse of the bible in john chapter um 14 verse 1 that says let not let not your heart be troubled believe in god and believe also in me I was Jesus speaking. Uh, that actually gave me so much um, inner peace to know that, you know, God, God is in control. God is in charge. I mean, the Bible also said in the book of Second um, Timothy chapter one, verse seven, he said, "For God has not given us the power, um, given us the spirit of fear, rather, but of power." of love and of his sound mind okay so this verse actually gave me some sort of 
um, peace. There's also, there also a place that talks about um, um, God giving us enli- enlightenment and understanding. Okay, yeah, that's the book of Isaiah chapter 11, verse 2. And it says, The Spirit of God shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom, understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and fear of God, and shall make him quick of, shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of God, in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after sight, or he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears. God has not given us a spirit of fear. <clears throat> so we shouldn't judge by what we see. We shouldn't judge by what we hear. But we should judge based on the word of God. Okay. Most of us um, wake up in the morning and the first thing we do is press our phones. I'm guilty. Okay. I'm guilty. I won't lie. Most times... I do that too. But honestly, it is very, very wrong. It is very, very wrong. The first person we're supposed to talk to as children of God, as Christians, as believers, we're supposed to talk to God first. Even if you're not a believer, even if you're not a child of God. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you have to have something. You have to have a sort of a, sort of, a source of power, a source of strength. No man is here in this world on their own. What do I mean? Everybody has some sort of place they draw strength from. I mean, you have the Oboni, you have the people that draw strength from the waters, you have people that draw strength from the sky. I don't know, maybe there's some particular spirit in the sky, I don't know. You have people that draw strength from snakes. Okay, so everybody has a source of their power. And the source of my power is God. I believe in God. And I believe in the word of God. So, what I'm trying to say is, we shouldn't allow fear overwhelm us. Now, I was talking about um, waking up in the morning. and We're supposed to actually wake up in the morning and hear from God. You know, talk to our maker, communicate with him, have this one-on-one conversation like a father and a child. With God first, you talk to your father, ask him questions, and then allow him to direct you, allow him to speak to you. Many of us talk to God and never allow God to talk back to us. Many of us pray, but we never listen. We never really sit down to listen to what God has to say to us. We never sit down to take the directions that God has for us. God is telling you, God is trying to tell you something and you are busy. God is trying to talk to you and you are everywhere. You are all over the place. He's not, he's not an every, he's not a, he's not, he's not, he's not, he's not a God that likes noise and, you know, a rowdy area. So if you don't have his time, if you are busy, if, if you are all over the place, he's never going to talk to you that's why the best time to talk to god is actually in the morning you wake up in the morning you pray and then you try to meditate you think about what he's saying to you you go through his word and then you see him speak to you 
um, I really hope this doesn't take long, but okay. Uh, let's go straight to it, alright. We're going to be talking about Psalm 91, and I'm going to be reading the book of Psalm 91 to you. But before then, um, let me just give a brief history of Psalm 91. So Psalm 91 is actually originally written by the book by, by um, Moses in the Bible. Um, it was written at the completion of the tabernacle of God. The tabernacle is uh, the dwelling place of God. Um, the tabernacle is where God was or God used to be. Let me put it like that. That's where God used to be at the time of the children of Israel. At the time of the children of Israel, um, after God delivered them from the hands of the Egyptians and um, they were moving on their journey to the promised land, God directed Moses on Mount Sinai to to um, make a tabernacle where his presence will be and where he will do so that he can be able to live among the children of Israel. And wherever they went to, they carried the tabernacle with them. The tabernacle was a was a portable one, so they could carry it along wherever they went to. And with the presence of God, which was the tabernacle, or which was in the tabernacle, they were able to conquer cities and they were able to, um, you know, conquer lots of places. Okay. But all that was in the Old Testament. All that was in the Old Testament. Jesus came into the world, died for our sins, you know, gave us a new life and, you know, paid a price which, which we couldn't pay. And then what happened there was he gave us a life so that we can now be the tabernacle of God. So in other words, we are now the new tabernacle. We are now where the presence of God dwells. We're no longer that old one that was made and was crafted and they could carry up and down. Jesus came so that we can be the tabernacle of God with our bodies, in our spirits, in ourselves, in our man, in us. We carry God. So we are now the new tabernacle. We are now God's dwelling place. Okay. I mean, the Bible says, um, uh, you, you abide, abide in me and I, and I in you. Oh my God, I've, I've forgotten what that place says. Let me try to get it. Okay, um, yeah, the book of John, chapter 15, verse 5, it says, I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same shall bring forth fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. So that just summarizes the whole thing. Now, God, we carry God. Now we are the 
tabernacle of God. We are the dwelling place of God. All right. Okay, so it's no longer that old tabernacle that you have to start carrying up and down and all that. So at the completion of the tabernacle, Moses wrote that he just talked about his experiences and what he faced and everything and how he was able to overcome um, all that with the help of God and everything. So um, that was done and it was compiled by David, which you know, which most of you probably think wrote it. Okay. So that's actually a brief, you know, background of Psalm ninety one. Um okay, so I actually planned on reading Psalm ninety one from two verse from two um different um versions of the Bible. I just believe God that it's not going to take so much time. Alright, so uh, I'm going to start with uh I'm going to start with the King James Version. Right. So it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and He and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler, and thou shalt not be afraid by the, for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flyeth by thee, nor for the pestilence that, work, that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but none shall come there, none shall come near thee. Only with thy eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come near thy dwelling, for he shall rest for he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in thy hands in their hands, lest thou dash any foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, and the young lion and the dragon shall li- shall trample up shall trample under shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he had known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, and I will deliver him and honor him. With long life and pros- with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. That is um, the book of Psalm 91. That is in the King James Version. Now, in the Good News Version, which I actually like, it says... Whoever goes to the Lord for safety, whoever remains under the protection of the Almighty, can say to him, You are my defender and my protector. You are my God, in you I trust. He will keep you safe from all hidden dangers and from all deadly diseases. He will cover you with his wings. You will be safe in his care. His faithfulness shall protect and defend you. You need not to fear any dangers at night or sudden attacks during the day, or the plagues that strike in the dark, or the evil that kills in the day, daylight. A thousand may fall be dead beside you, and ten thousand all around you, but you will not be harmed. You will look and see how the wicked have been punished. You have made the Lord your defender, the Most High your protector, and no, and so no disaster will strike you. No violence will come near your home, and God will put his angels in charge of you. 
to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up in their hands to keep you from hurting your feet on the stones. They will trample down lions and snakes, fierce lions and poisonous snakes. God says, I will save those who love me and will protect those who acknowledge me as Lord. For when they call to me, I will answer them. When they are in trouble, I will be with them. I will rescue them and honor them. I will reward them with long life. Alright. Uh, that's it. Now, I'm going to be picking verses 3, which says, He will keep you safe from all hidden dangers and from all deadly diseases. So, why should you be scared of coronavirus? No, like, why exactly? Why? The problem with many of us is we don't trust. We all know the song that goes, Trust and obey, for there's no other way. No, we don't trust. All we just need to do is trust in His Word. Don't allow the spirit of doubt. Don't doubt God for a second. Believe in His every word. Everything that comes out of God is true. The Bible says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but not one jot of my word shall drop to the ground without being fulfilled. We should always trust in whatever the word says if the bible says that he will keep us away from every hidden danger and he will deliver us and keep us from every deadly disease we should accept it right please people accept it whatever the word of god says is true okay he also says here that um, you need not fear any dangers at night or sudden attacks during the day or the plagues that strike you in the dark or the evil that kill in the daylight. All these things, you need not to fear them. You need not to fear them because he is with you. Because he got you. Let's see <laughs> My story uh, is a story for another day. But if you must know, if I actually allowed everything that has happened with me and is still happening with me to overwhelm me, I would probably be alive today. I would not. But I just had this full trust in God that everything is going to be alright. No matter what, no matter the circumstance, no matter the situation. Everything will be alright. It will. Just trust God. Don't doubt for a second. He also said in his word that a thousand may fall dead beside you. And ten thousand all around you. But none will harm you. You will not be harmed. You will look and see how the wicked are being punished. Now, let's try to picture this thing, okay? You have a thousand by your side, dead. You have ten thousand by your side, 
dead. But none, no harm came to you. Imagine being the last man standing in the midst of thousands of people standing like laying dead beside you. Just imagine it. That is actually the power of God. Only if we bask in his love and just rest in the assurance of the word. Another place with I which I want to pick out is um chapter fourteen to sixteen. So God says, I will save those who love me and protect those who acknowledge me as Lord. When they call to me, I will answer them. When they are in trouble, I will be with them. I will rescue and honor them and I will reward them with long life. I will save them. So what do you need to do? All you need to do is to love God. All you need to do is to trust in him. All you need to do is to call on him. All you need to do is to acknowledge him as Lord. That's all you need to do. Acknowledge him as your Lord and personal Savior. Acknowledge him as the only person who can deliver you from every noisome pestilence. Acknowledge him as the only one who can save you from this power of coronavirus. Everything can be said. Pastors, pastors can pray on your head. Pastors can prophesy. But all these things will never ever come to pass if you don't believe if you don't agree both of you have to have an understanding this is a two way something it's not a one man thing both of you have to have an agreement for things to work out yo guys let's 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 try as much as we can uh, in, in the midst of all these uh, pandemic and all these you know things going on right now let's hold God let's trust in him um, my dad was saying today that um, this is the time where you where you hold God more because you know you don't know but the truth is, before now, we are supposed to have held God. Many times, as, as human beings, we only run to God mostly when we have troubles, mostly when we have one challenge or the other, mostly when we are broke, mostly when we, we need, we need um, a miracle job or we need a wife or something. That's when we go to God. But it's not supposed to be. We're supposed to go to God every day anytime at every interval i mean you're driving you're talking to god you're in your room you're working your compassion these things are supposed to be parts of us part of our everyday lives people it's time to wake up this is actually a wake-up call 
for many of us. It's time to really get serious with things of God. It's time to get serious with your health. It's time to get serious with your physical looks, with your exercising. It's time to get serious with your feeding, the way you eat. It's time to get serious with the things you learn, your skills, whatever it is, your education. It's time to get serious with every aspect of your life. Because even God says in his word that he is coming with his reward. So blessed to reward everyone according to their works on the surface on, on earth. So let's let's take this as a wake up call, you know, to get to get moving, to get going, to get serious about our lives, about our decisions, about the things we want to do with our lives, with ourselves. Let's get serious. And let's not forget to bask in God's love. Let's not forget to just rest in the assurance of the word. And don't allow fear set in. Don't allow trouble. Don't allow news. Now, something I I made a habit is before I look at the news of the day or blah 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 I try to read at least at least at least to me that's even bad but at least a passage of the Bible so that whatever I go to look at afterwards wouldn't disturb me it wouldn't disturb me because I have already seen and I already have an assurance in the word of God so people let's wake up okay i'm not saying you shouldn't go through the rules and all the regulations and all the things you're supposed to do and do's and don'ts and all that your isolation your distancing your washing of hands your sanitizing and all that yeah i'm not saying you shouldn't go through all that but as we do all these things Let's also have the understanding of God's protection on our lives. Let's do these things with wisdom and understanding of the word of God. I mean, let's be safe, alright? Let's let's do all the social distancing, your washing of hands and all of that. But let's also do all these things with the understanding that we are secured in Christ. We have the mark of the blood of Jesus Christ on our foreheads. And so whenever these things come, they shall pass by. The children of Israel were in the land of Egypt when um, God instructed them to use the lamb. That was the lamb of the, the, the blood of lambs oh. not the blood of Jesus oh. the blood of animals the blood of animals was able to make the uh, a spirit of death pass through pass by their houses and none of them were affected none of them was affected we are in the new testament and we are living on the blood of Christ if the blood of lambs 
can make the spirit of death pass by. Talk more of the blood of Christ. Come on. It can do so much. So much for us. So people, please, let us, you know, not allow fear to set in. Be serious with your communion. Be serious with the things of God. Be serious with your life. Set things aright. Don't allow grudge. Don't allow fear. Don't allow, um, um, not fear now. Don't allow um, hatred, jealousy, and all these things. Don't allow it to be to to hold you captive. Don't allow it to hold you in prison. Let go. Let go and let God. Whoever is you're angry with or whoever is angry with you, forgive and ask for forgiveness. Let your mind be free of all these things. People, it's my almost prayer and strong belief that by the grace of God, none of us would be a victim of this pandemic and um, our families and loved ones too but we should all be safe and please also let's this is just a reminder okay this is just a reminder of um, the power of of God and the power of the word okay so yeah thank you so much for listening to the end I really really appreciate and I love you guys so much so please stay safe for me um, okay that should be it for now uh, please I would love to know what you're using your break for <laughs> is it house party <laughs> Please, oh, please, please, people, invite me to your houses, you know. Invite me over, you know. Let's have some fun time. Let's play, let's play some games, you know, and stuff. Um, you can always reach me on my social media platforms, my Instagram and Twitter, and you can always message me on my Gmail, okay. The links are in my bio. Um, or let me just say it. My Twitter account is Ella Nelson, E-L-A-H Nelson. My Instagram account is I am underscore, I am Ella, sorry. I am Ella underscore Nelson. And then my Gmail is Ella Nelson, one, two, three at gmail.com. Okay. So the spelling of Ella is E-L-A-H, people. Don't forget. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And have a lovely, lovely break. And I pray and believe God that this thing will be over before we know it all right people stay safe i love you so much peace